Welcome into the brand new season of the Thunder Basketball Universe presented by Coop Aleworks. We are recording this on Thursday, September 29th. That means we've got a couple days of training camp under our belts here. Me, Nick, Royce, we've all been up at the practice facility keeping an eye on everything that you need to know heading into this new season. And preseason is right around the corner. The first preseason game is on Monday, the first of six games. So we've got a lot that we got to bring to you today. Lots to update you with. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the most exciting times of the year, Paris Royce, just to be getting integrated with this mm -hmm. team once again. Everybody's back in the building, and it is such a quick buildup yeah. to getting to see actual game action. I mean, I think about a typical training camp, and it feels like forever before the team finally plays a game that we're going to practice after practice after practice. This is going to go by pretty quick. It helps when you play six preseason yeah. games because you got to kind of you got to crunch them into a yes, short exactly. a short window. So Thunder got a big preseason slate ahead of them. But uh, like you said, this it, it's awesome, Paris, just because. I mean, I, I think I speak for everybody. Like normal off season, normal training mm -hmm. camp. Uh, you know, Mark Dignall in the first scrum was kind of like. Hey, this is normal again. Like yeah. everybody together, it's just it's awesome just to for it to for it to feel like it should. Yeah, for the past two years, we haven't been able to go into the actual mm -hmm. practice court and see yeah. the guys in action, or be able to do a regular media scrum and you know kind of surround the guys yeah. and put our phones in their faces. So it's sure all back to it. normal yeah, now. Sure <laughs> I know Paris is having flashbacks to the September of 2019, which was her very first yes. year uh, covering the team. <laughs> When there was actually some semblance of normal. Yeah. Yes. So wow. this is this is a kind of a first a little bit. Yeah. Feels feels back to normal. One of the cool things about training camp, and this is the second season now that that this has happened in the for the Thunder, is the team kind of aggregates this playlist mm -hmm. every yeah. year. And that playlist is made up of songs that players and staff choose to add to the playlist. Okay. Their but anthems. This yeah. season is their anthems. And so mm -hmm. each player has chosen two songs that they describe as their anthem. And we talked to Coach Dagnold about this, and we should have all known this ahead of time, yeah. that both of his songs were Bruce Springsteen. Right. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. And Thunder Road was one of them. <laughs> it was just like, okay, yeah. I could have guessed that. Cliche. Could have guessed that. Yeah, yeah. So Too predictable. We thought it could be kind of fun. If Mark were to ask us to add our songs to the playlist, which mm -hmm. probably won't happen, what would our songs be? What would our anthems be? Let's go down the line. This will be fun. Well, okay. first of all, so we sort of discussed this before yeah. we started. yeah. yeah. Of like, I think that there's some open interpretation about like what your anthem is. And I think it's kind of interesting to think about because I think we all three thought of it sort of in a, yeah. in a different way. Yeah. Of right. Like, I, I viewed it kind of as songs that sort of describe me. Like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. like songs that like, if I was going to like, they, whatever, I just relate to them kind of personally. Yeah. Right? But you guys sort of thought of them like, as like, like pump up songs more, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I kind of thought of like, all right, what's what's going to like inspire me in some right. way? What's going to make me either think or what's going to make me um, like feel like jazz up? I don't know. Part of me was thinking like, are these songs that we would want actually played at practice? Because those are, that's like a totally different genre. <laughs> that's too. what I was yeah. thinking. Mine definitely no. <laughs> I was like, okay, if I got, if this song has to be played in practice, it's got to be up tempo and it's got to yeah. be like fun and it also like when you think of it, you got to think of Paris, right? right. Like you got to think of me. So yeah. th that's what I was thinking which about. Which is which is what I think is so kind of cool about this concept that that they're doing with the anthems. Because like I was there yesterday, 
and they were playing songs be- like kind of while the players were warming up before uh, the evening practice. And it's so obvious when like Mark's song came yeah. on. <laughs> Thunder Road came yes. on. And it's like, it goes from like, you know, pretty good vibes. And then all of a sudden it's like the piano comes in and it's like Bruce Springsteen. It's like, all right. All right. Is. But I think it's kind of awesome because it's like clearly like that's somebody's song. Yeah. It's right. so obvious that it is. And it's a really personal thing that I think uh, that, that the staff does. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, you well, get a different perspective of that person. It also gives the players a chance to like slow down for a minute and think about themselves. Think about, right. think about this is such an aspirational group as it is that like, what do I want to be? What types of songs would like define me in some way? What's something that like that I want to be about mm-hmm. in some way? So I'm sure that there are some that are just like, all right, this is going to get me going for right. practice. But yeah. it also, it does give the the players that chance for self-reflection and, and introspection, which at their stage in their careers, starting to understand who they are as human beings is very important which, too. I mean, personally, like I know that Mark wasn't intending to do this for me, but when, when you asked me to, yeah. like, that's exactly what I did. Right, yeah. right. And I was like, I was listening to one of the songs coming here and I was like, kind of like, oh man, that's like really kind of hits me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like totally unintentional, but that's exactly what happened was a moment of self-reflection. It's also kind of fun being on the sidelines, hearing the playlist happening and being like, all right, whose anthem is this? Yeah. Whose anthem oh, would this good, be? You know, like what song was it the other day? Oh snap. It's going to bother. It's going to bother me now. There was, yeah. yeah. And we thought it was, we thought it was, we thought it was Derek favorite. Yeah, it's going, <laughs> it's going down. down. <laughs> <laughs> and we yeah. thought it was fame just because of the Atlanta connection seemed, on that one. Yeah, it seemed logical <laughs> on that one. All right, let's let's talk about our anthems. Okay, Royce, you want me to go first? Let's let let's let Royce go first. Okay, so we're picking two anthems, and again, full caveat: these are not necessarily my favorite songs. Yes. Okay. Uh, that right. is that's an okay. important caveat. Right. So first one is a, one of my very favorite bands. They're called Need to Breathe. And it's a song called The Outsiders. And there's a line in the song. The whole song is just kind of about being who you are and being very confident in who you are. There's a line in it that says, and through everything we've learned, we finally come to terms. We are the outsiders. And that, whenever I hear that line, I think a lot about, in a, in a variety of elements about me, like I, I try to take a lot of pride in like, if I'm different, I'm different. And, yeah. like I, and that's something that I really, really want to impart on, upon my boys too. So that's one. And then the other one is one of my very favorite bands. They're an Oklahoma band. And the song is not necessarily like their best song or anything or even my favorite song, but it's called The Bird Hunters by Turnpike Troubadours. And, oh, I love Turnpike Troubadours. And when I hear that song, it wow. just sounds like Oklahoma to me. <laughs> it's like, it like literally the way it starts yeah. and like Oklahoma is so important to me. This is where I'm born and raised. And Turnpike is from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. A lot of their songs have Oklahoma references in it. He sings about going back to Cherokee County, which is where Tahlequah is. Um, but I'm like, that song just sounds like Oklahoma. And like, I love that. You, you like painted a picture of Royce like, yeah, <laughs> with those songs. That's good. Yeah. I see what you did. That's pretty good. There are some bands that have done an amazing job of just like tapping into yeah. the feeling of Oklahoma. I think about Tallahina Sky by Kings yeah. of Leon, who are also from Oklahoma. Like, 100%. Th- there's like something about the pride of Oklahoma. It, it is. Like, yeah. There's a yeah. line in, the, in that song that says, how does it feel you belong in these hills? And like that line to me is like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I do belong in these hills. That's really cool. I love that all right gallo you want to go next yeah all right so i promise you i'm not just copying mark degnall but my first song is bruce springsteen's song this is bruce and uh has a huge place in my heart because it's a band uh the bruce springsteen east street band is um very special to my dad and i i grew up listening to to bruce with my dad and uh so the song that i'm choosing is 10th avenue freeze out um, okay which is 
If you've ever seen Bruce in concert, which I've been fortunate enough to do twice, and he's actually coming to Oklahoma um, right after the All-Star break. So I'm definitely going to go see him. When Are you going to be there? Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, 10th Avenue Freeze Out is the song that in concert uh, when Bruce always introduces the rest of the band. Oh, and there's been awesome. something like just about my whole life and my very first job after college is like working for a team in professional sports. And there's something about being a part of a team um, that's been so special in my life, um, playing sports, working in sports. And it's something that's really uh, precious to Bruce also, like his relationship with the late Clarence Clemens and all the members of his band that have been together for 50 years. You know, those guys have still stayed together and mm-hmm. are touring. And um, and he takes the time every single uh, concert during 10th Avenue Freeze Out to introduce the band. It was also the song that uh, my wife Maddie and I walked into our uh, wedding reception to. Oh, so it definitely oh, has so uh, a special place that's um, for us. The other song is um, Tonight Tonight by the Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. And that's a band that um, I was actually able to see here inside Paycom Center. Um, they're, they're a really great band. And the song is basically about um, living in the moment and, you know, kind of giving giving it all um, giving it all up to like just that moment um, and not like holding back having having these reservations anything like that and so um, that was a, a very special song uh, for us as well my wife and I um, so that's yeah, a great choice you did not have to tug at my heartstrings yeah. like that <laughs> but the good thing is both those songs are <laughs> are like while the while the lyrics are like kind of poignant well the lyrics in tonight tonight are poignant. Uh, 10th Avenue, Avenue Freeze Out is just kind of fun. Like, yeah. it, it, I don't even know what the song is about necessarily. <laughs> it's just like, um, I think Bruce and his buddies going from New Jersey into into New York City and right. doing some sort of oh shenanigans in, in New York. But Tonight Tonight, like, will pull at your heart, heartstrings a little bit. But it's a little bit, like, fast and upbeat and, and fun. So mm-hmm. it can be a good anthem. I love that the band yeah. is called Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. That's just, yeah. yeah. You know, holiday the- or, you know, fall themed here. So, hey. you know, we're, we're, it's <laughs> yeah. very timely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. I went in the complete opposite direction. I didn't think anything about the lyrics. I just I just said to myself, if this song came on, how happy would Paris be? <laughs> <I love laughs> and like, it's at a 10 for both of these. I love that. Okay. Gal, you could probably guess what my first one is. I mean, it's got to be a Beyonce song. Yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> and it's Crazy in Love by Beyonce. Oh, nice. Because okay. as soon as you hear the dun, 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 like, <laughs> yeah. that would be my, if I played baseball, that would be my walk-up walk song. Yes, okay. exactly. Nice. So I think that fits in the anthems category. Yeah, yeah I think so yeah. too. And it's yeah. just like happy, it's upbeat, it's a yeah. feel-good song for all ages. It's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. The second one is I Want to Dance with Somebody. Oh, with, wow. by Whitney Houston. Amazing, yeah. And for this one sole reason, there is the most iconic key change in any song oh, in that yeah. song. It's it's incredible. When she says the word heat? No, when she oh. go, it goes. It's like the last. Uh, yeah. it like, oh, it okay. Another, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I was thinking when you're, she goes, I want to feel the heat with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you did that again one more time. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to have a performance showing off here, a range yeah. right of there. Course. But you're already she, like, Bishop, I mean, can, you get, can you start editing yeah. all of that? <laughs> Can nobody had some, some auto tune on this podcast, yeah. please. <laughs> those are my songs, and like I like it. It's like those are the the happiest feel good. They're on my feel good playlist that on is my like phone. You top know, top tier feel good. Right yeah, yeah. I just yeah, yeah. I just want to feel yeah. good when I hear it. And yeah. if you play those at practice, I feel like everybody's gonna be like, all right, oh, people, we can we can that vibe. That would get the too. vibes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those I feel like those are pretty good anthems. You guys went in depth though. That was pretty good. You made us think, Paris. We're old guys. We're dads. We're just way too introspective and thoughtful. Lots of dad rock over here. Yeah. 
I'm curious what our uh, what our audience uh, anthems would be. You should, oh yeah, you should comment your your anthems in yeah. the in the comments. Below. It's actually a yeah. great exercise to like really kind of think about it. Like and again, like how you like what kind of is important to you and like yeah. I, I think Paris's anthems fit her personality yeah. really, really well. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, so if you're watching on YouTube, definitely put the put your anthems in the yes. comments and then you know tweet at the at OKC Thunder account, and I'm yeah. sure we'll be able love to see it there. Oh, too. we will love yeah. to be, we'll, yeah. we'll keep an eye out for these for sure. Also, it's a yeah. great way to put together a fun playlist too. So. For yeah. the season? Yeah. yeah. Just kind of like a, a Thunder 2022-23 season playlist. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what do you say we talk some basketball? For sure. All right, we're going to get into some basketball, everything you need to know leading into preseason right after this break. Like I mentioned off the top, we're recording this on Thursday morning, September 29th, which means that day three of training camp is this afternoon. So we've got two practices under our belts. We've been able to talk to players and Coach Dagnall. And there have been some pretty key themes so far coming out of training camp that the Thunder's really honing in on with its players heading into this the sixth preseason game slate. So let's talk about some of these key themes the first one being continuity, which plays a huge role so far this season because this is kind of the first year where the Thunder is starting to be able to layer onto what they've already been able to establish last season. A lot of returning faces, mm -hmm. no brand new training camp guys in this rotation, and everybody that's been in practice these last two days has at least been through at least one, either one Thunder practice or a summer league mm -hmm. practice. Yeah. And those practices are pretty much the same thing that you get in a Thunder practice. Yeah, I mean, you even think about a guy like uh, Eugenio Marie, who's yeah. a two-way player that just got signed this summer. He went through all of summer league with this team. Um, it, you think about the rookies that are practicing, um, the three guys besides Chet Holmgren, they all went through that whole summer league practice. And then everybody else is returners from last right. year. So there's a great understanding of what they need to do out there on the floor. Uh, Royce, as you were just saying, you know, Mark Dagnall has touched on the the fact that these have been very player-driven mm -hmm. practices so far. Which is, I mean, a fantastic luxury, I'm sure, for Mark, it saves his voice a little bit too. But yeah. <laughs> um, when you can kind of put that responsibility and accountability towards the players. But I, I think, you know, continuity shows up in so many different ways throughout mm -hmm. a season. And it's so hard to achieve in the modern NBA, obviously. Um, but you know, with this, this group, even when you add in new faces, even though they've had some summer league practices, when you have that kind of core of, uh, of a group of players, yeah. it makes those additions so much more natural. Like yeah. it, 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 like the continuity almost just kind of, uh, goes one foot after the another, even when you're adding in new players, even if a new player comes mid season or whatever, like when you have kind of that core of, uh, chemistry and continuity, it really, really enhances just your ability just to kind of hit the ground running with so many different things. And it's, again, it's so hard to do in the NBA is to put together a team that can stay together a little bit yeah. and mm -hmm. kind of build off of one another um, and kind of, and, and within the way that the Thunder want to play, which is, you know, less patterns, more rhythm, yeah. um, water flowing back and forth, all those <laughs> types of, uh, you know, themes that Sam Presti has talked about. Like, you have to have continuity to do that. You can't mm -hmm. just have, like, pieces kind of placed yeah. all over a chessboard and just kind of shift them around. Like you've got to be able to play off of one another. Well, it's the overlapping timelines that Sam Presti has talked about and continuing to layer this great talent year after year after year through the draft. And basically 
each of these guys is going to be like getting used to playing with the, the next class, the next class, the next class. And then the cream is going to kind of rise to the top right. in terms of the best players who are going to have that opportunity to be a part of that next great Thunder run. Right, which um, again, I think it's a great point of just, and I know we're going to talk about just that kind of competitive element of this, but you know, you think about some of these guys that have kind of been around the, the, the so-called vets. I thought it was so interesting when Mark yesterday at practice on Wednesday pointed out somebody was kind of asking about Lou Dort being a veteran guy. Yeah. And I think he pointed out that there was a player in the draft that was uh, older than Lou yeah. Dort. And like you do kind of forget that even with the continuity element. There's continuity, but there's a lot of younger guys. But then also you do have some of the more like veteran type of players like a Mike Muscala and Kenrich mm-hmm. Williams, Derek Favors. But like even those guys are not quite as old as you think they might be. No, no. <laughs> right. You know? And the beauty of this, and this goes back to the player-driven practice point, when you have that continuity, you've got guys who know what to expect, who know what is right, what is wrong, and that leads to guys being able to step up into leadership opportunities mm-hmm. out there on the floor. So you have a guy like Lou Dort, who is still relatively young in this league, who is able to take on a heftier leadership right. role yeah. and help guide some of the new guys, help guide some of the rookies and and kind of take their hands and show them, you know, how to get things done. And it opens the door for everybody to kind of step into that role, which I think is really encouraging for such a young group that everyone's able to kind of start tapping into a little bit more of that leadership role and well, helping everybody out. I was going to point out, I think that's a great point, Paris, because it's something Mark has talked about a lot. And then I think a lot of people kind of perceive a team to have like a leader, right? Yeah. And while the Thunder do certainly, I mean, that's just kind of natural. That's how teams kind of work. But I think a big emphasis from him and what, you know, I think this Thunder team kind of achieves in terms of their identity is leadership shows up in a lot of different ways in a lot of different people. And for a lot of different guys to fill that kind of ownership and accountability that maybe it's not like every single day you're like the guy that's like, you know, the captain of the team or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. but you can feel like you can still show up in leadership. And, and I think that, that this group has a lot of different players. A guy like Lou Dort, probably three years ago, we know Lou, he's kind of a quieter guy. Yeah. He may have not felt that way, but now like he's got that comfort and ownership mm-hmm. and you know he feels very invested in, in the process. He's going to be around for a while. And so those sorts of things can really start to manifest each, itself more and more uh, throughout the roster. And I think that only enhances a team when you've got – um, you know, it's not like you've got different, you know, voices all popping around the room, but it's just like leadership that kind of blends into leadership. And I think that when you have a group of guys willing to do that, I think that really, really helps your chemistry. I love also the fact that this continuity lets the Thunder get off on kind of a, a head start, right? Yeah. You don't have to sit here and, you know, explain a right. bunch of concepts, stop down practice and be like, okay, no, you're not supposed to be here. You got to right. be over here. And the film sessions are probably a little bit more efficient. They're a little bit Just more terminology. Yeah. I mean, terminology yeah. It, That plays such a huge role in these, in these practices. That's something that J-Dub talked about in his first two NBA training camp practices was like, this moves fast. Yeah. And they're not like sitting around holding people's hands. Yeah. yeah. You no, gotta that, be that, ready. That's true yeah. because he, he kind of mentioned that like at Santa Clara, um, practices really kind of weren't all that different, mm-hmm. but he was like, the thing was like the efficiency of yeah. the practice. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you don't stick on one thing for all that long. It's like, you got it? All right, yeah. now let's go with the next thing. <laughs> now, right. to be fair, the Thunder has been doing two days this mm-hmm. week. So yes. they've been putting in kind of that physical work in the morning. They've been taking a little bit of break, get some lunch rest up and then they're coming back at night and doing more of that mental work right. as something Mark Dagnall calls just cleaning up from earlier in right. the day. Right, film and that, yeah. that sort of stuff, yeah. which, you know, a lot of teams don't always do two-a-day practices and I think it's probably for the first week, but 
um, you know, you can obviously see the benefits of being able to do that just in terms of installing, especially with a young team. Yeah. I mean, even with the continuity element, like, you, you know, we all know some of the, the elements that are going to kind of, uh, you know, pick at a, at a young team. And yeah. some of those things are like just the learning curve that comes with the NBA. Yeah. And so, you know, if you can try to get out in front of that as much as you possibly can, it can help. Well, in the modern NBA, there's so few practices. I mean, Royce, you remember oh from when we, you know, when I first started covering the Thunder back in 2012, there were practices on every off day and mm-hmm. shoot arounds every morning of every game. Things have just changed in the NBA. There's so much more knowledge about needing to get guys off their feet and um, how much wear and tear that you're putting on guys' bodies. So packing these practices in now when you can, when there's not games happening, absolutely essential for laying oh, that no foundation question. when you're not going to get to practice later in the season. No question. I think that's a great point because it it, it is kind of shocking how little teams like truly yeah. are – yeah. You know, it's not that they don't want to. It's just, you know, like you said, the science behind it really emphasizes that, you know, rest is a lot of times more beneficial than, you know, going out there and practicing. But, you know, with the no shoot arounds, basically, and players just not having that ability to, like, get out there. I mean, there's a ton of film. I would say film work is film. like has never stopped. Yes. Yeah. But but that's a lot of where practices have kind of gone is to more that and kind of individual rest and recovery type right. of stuff. Yeah. And the the Thunder can cover a lot of ground in this first week having those two-a-day practices and really just kind of making the most of this first week. Let's get into the second element that has really popped in this first week and that's the competitiveness of yep. these practices. The Thunder's always emphasize competition and just being a competitive person out there on the floor in every possession, every play, it doesn't matter. That's just kind of a foundation baseline of what the Thunder wants to be and what every player needs to bring onto the floor. The difference this year, every single person had a big off season, right? Mm -hmm. Normally Mm -hmm. in the NBA, it's like one or two guys. Oh yeah, this is going to be a big off season for him, right? It was like every guy on the roster is going to be a big off season for him. And that's because young players typically have their biggest summers in their early years. And so Mm -hmm. all these guys came back having improved their bodies and come back better, which has led to really competitive and physical practices. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that starts with guys picking up full court. We asked Lou Dort about that (laughs) yesterday and he was like, you know, to be honest, it's not just me who's been picking up full court defensively. Um, That's a, a huge thing. And you know, Paris, as, as we mentioned earlier, there's competition for these roster spots. Yeah. But this is also tying back to the continuity point. This is a team that won 16 games last year after trailing by double digits. Like that inherent competitiveness has been built in mm-hmm. for a while now. Mm-hmm. And it's a great opportunity for this team to just carry that over and not have to re-energize that competitive juice again, yeah. but just have it be a continuation because of that continuity. I was hoping you were con- going to continue to filibuster Nick. Cause I was trying to find, um, <laughs> trying to find a quote from, from Sam at the end of uh, last season where he talked about just kind of setting up the summer for a lot of guys yeah. about yeah. how important it is to go out and put in the work. And he basically kind of said like, you, know, you got to go do it or you're going to get left behind. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we're looking for guys that are going to go put in the work and show up in the, in the fall because we're going to keep adding to this roster. Right. And if you don't keep working, you're just going to, you're going to fall behind. Right. Yeah. And I think to your point, Paris, you can just see how so many players really took that to heart. Like a guy like Trey Mann who came back just noticeably bigger. Yes. Poku's put on, I don't know how much weight they said that, uh, yeah. over the last uh, few months. So, I mean, so many of these players have like clearly, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like that competitive element extends, um, just beyond the floor and just kind of uh, it, it truly is like an iron sharp, sharpens iron type of thing of like, you've got guys that want to compete, want to play hard. Uh, Nick, you've talked about how it's just kind of in the, 
in the Thunder makeup. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's what a Thunder player is. That's what it's always been is somebody that plays with that kind of competitiveness. But also within that, Sam Presti talked about wanting to see this team enhance its physicality. Yeah. And I think that that has been a huge emphasis within that competitiveness. It's one thing to be like diving on the floor and like yeah. playing really hard, mm-hmm. but like making the other team really feel you and, yeah. and, and kind of and hitting back a little bit more, I think is, is something this team's trying to do. Yeah, really encouraging signs so far. And I think the other thing that comes to mind, the continuity and the competitiveness element, just they just go hand in hand in this because if you have that continuity, you know – how to push your teammates button. Like, yeah. you know where you need to, you can help them improve. You know where you can be to kind of like get in the, you know, blind spots of players. Like, you know how to work the 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 game a little bit when you have this continuity. And so, like you were talking about Royce, just iron sharpening iron, it really helps to do that when you know the people that you're on the floor with. The other element to this is, these guys have been playing against each other in the summer. This isn't the first time that they've been able to go head to head. These guys have met up. Shay was talking about the guys met up in Toronto and mm-hmm. just got a chance to get a few runs in there. These guys have been work, trying to build that continuity throughout the offseason. So what what we're hearing right now in training camp and in the Thunder practice facility, this isn't the first time that this group has been able to kind of get after it mm-hmm. with each other. So the, what we're seeing right now is something that's been building intentionally throughout the entire offseason. I found my quote. I'm gonna there read, we go. Okay, let you I'm read it. I, I spoke long enough. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Sam said, I'm confident they're going to work because if they don't, they're going to get left behind and they understand that there's more competition on the team. There will be more players coming in. And so, like, to me, again, and just to repeat it all over, like, <laughs> that is truly, like, what I think took place over the summer. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and players really took that sort of thing to heart. Um, and they've come into training camp. Mark talked about um, how good a shape he felt like everybody was in. Uh, and, and, like, that's not a place where they're really try- having to invest their time is yeah. getting guys up to speed in terms of their conditioning uh, because they can – They've come in in really good shape. They, they worked over the summer, and I think that that was important. Well, I think this speaks to something that Sam Presti has talked about in a more macro capacity, which is you can be in the moment competitive, but you also need to be big picture competitive. And so being being the guy that dives on the floor in a practice at training camp is one thing. But if you didn't build up all the reps over the mm-hmm. course of the summer, if you didn't look at your summer as an opportunity to, to get better, to compete with yourself, this is the phrase that you always say Paris, you know, winner's going to ask what would you do all summer? Mm -hmm. And so it's the same thing with the team too, right? Sam always talks about not taking shortcuts. Well, you know, those shortcuts might make you more competitive in that moment, but if you don't take them, you can be more competitive in the big picture Mm -hmm. standpoint too. So I think um, it's a very smart comment that that you picked out there, Royce, which is you got to be competitive in the long run, just as much as you have to be competitive in the short run. Yeah. There's, a lot of ways and a lot of reasons to just really lean into that ethos Mm -hmm. for the Thunder, especially during this training camp, this portion of training camp, guys competing for roster spots and just being a Thunder player. That's what's required of you. And that means it's also going to translate onto the floor during the Thunder six preseason games. I'm really looking forward to that and seeing how that translates against opposing teams because I mean it's one thing to go up against your own teammates but a entirely different story going up against a live opponent you know now that you say that Paris it makes me kind of think like maybe like the team kind of understood like we've got a bunch of guys on the team that are crazy competitive and they're going to push each other and we don't want them practicing against each yeah. other. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> we need to get them on the court. We get somebody else. So you think they're gonna start showing? Start, start showing Denver film today? Is that what you're saying? He's like, yeah, hey, I mean, uh, guys, guys, let's focus on uh, let's focus I mean, on these other guys. It's yeah. one of those things of like you know where you you are you're like itching like can we please play against somebody yeah. else? And that if and you kind of talk about it, Nick that like at the very beginning that there isn't this like long build up to a preseason game. And maybe I don't know. I have no. No, idea. it's so true. It's so true. And maybe the it's longer, like we don't want them to. We don't want them to bang each other's heads against the wall. Because you're you're fighting every day. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like not fighting, like actually fighting, but like you are competing and battling every single day, giving it your all. And you're going up against the same faces every day. Yeah. I remember in college, one of the things I hated the most was I always guarded the point guard, our our starting point guard. And so I'd get hit with screens every single day. So the post players hated me right? because I was yeah. like trying to maneuver around them, like elbow them every single day in practice. And so by the time we finally got a chance to play against an opposing team, they were like, thank goodness. Exactly. Because Paris has been giving me know. bruises in you, my ribs this you whole did time. The, you did the Kobe, Pau Gasol, Team USA yeah, thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just ran right <laughs> through. Move in silence. Exactly. <laughs> That's absolutely. So there's a lot of fun things to look forward to. This coming Monday, the Thunder's going to play at Denver. Be on the lookout for that. Until then, me and Nick have practice reports coming out of every single day this week in training camp. Go to OKCThunder.com to go see those or at OKCThunder on all social channels to be able to see those for sure. We'll also keep you updated here on the Thunder Basketball Universe podcast. Royce, thanks so much for joining us you today. Bet. This was fun. Thanks, Royce. This was great. I'm going to go listen to your anthems I'm gonna on the go, way home. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, right yeah. now. I'm looking forward to getting in the car and listening to some anthems. Yeah, we were talking about our honorable mentions in between the break, and uh, now now I've got like a bunch of different songs yeah. rolling I've through my head. I've got a playlist ready. I mean, I've got, I've, got, I've got something to listen to while I work today, for sure. I love that. And be sure to put your anthems in the comment section below. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to our producer, Matt Bishop. And until next time, thunder up and catch you later.